everybody. Welcome to the very first episode of the Sunday Soother mini advice cast. Um, This is a mini podcast that I'm going to have come out every Sunday where I take your questions about how to live life with more meaning, intention, spirit, fun, thoughtfulness, you know, all those good buzzwords. Um, I'm Katherine Andrews, your host, and I'm so excited to finally get started with this. I want to tell you a little bit about sort of what I hope to be doing here. Um, What is this? Who am I even? You know, all the big questions. So if you're coming uh, to this podcast or to the video series, which I'm cross-posting on a Facebook group, um, you know uh, a little bit probably about my newsletter, The Sunday Soother. Um, And so you already know a little bit about what I am about. Um, If not, The Sunday Soother is my newsletter that comes out every Sunday morning. And for a long time, I wasn't really sure what I was doing with it or what it was. But as I've written and developed it over the last year, it has become clear what it is to me and what is resonating with people. And it is now a newsletter all about practical spirituality, accessible, modern mindfulness, um, and sort of living your life in a meaningful and thoughtful way. Um, you know, what you know sounds nice, but what does that even look like or mean? And to me, it means sort of the journey about knowing and understanding yourself and the kind of life you want to live in your time on earth. And it is not about religion. You know, to me, spirituality is about meaning, living a joyful, conscious, intentional, sort of purposeful life, um, knowing and celebrating your spirit and the human spirit. And that's what I write about in the newsletter, in the Sunday Soother, sort of that concept generally, but how we can achieve it practically. You know, it's pretty lofty goals and people may not know where to start. So I talk about sort of tangible, actionable, practical ways to achieve that meaning. Um, And as I spent the last year writing the newsletter, I got a lot of questions from readers about just that sort of thing. They were pretty interested in this concept of living an intentional, purpose-filled life um, and sort of accessing their spirituality or maybe even starting a spiritual journey, but they didn't really know exactly how to do it. You know, they didn't have that sort of toolbox or they didn't really know where to start. Um, And they had questions about everything from how to make, you know, stuff like making more friends or being more mindful about your eating, being more mindful about your finances, being more mindful about dating, sort of just being more mindful in general, um, how to respark their creativity and sort of how to learn about you know themselves, really, how are they getting back in touch with their intuition and themselves? And there were so many questions that I was just like, I really think there's something here. People are looking for practical advice on this front and they need help figuring out where to start. So that's how the Sunday Soother Advice Cast was born. Every Sunday, this podcast and Facebook video um, will drop, and I will be answering questions from readers. And the questions I've gotten so far span a wide range of topics, um, but at their core, I actually believe that they're really similar, and I believe that they're asking the same question. And that question is, who am I? You know, what do I want to do with my one wild and precious life? as the late poet Mary Oliver so beautifully put it. And how do I get the answer to both of those questions? Where do I start? So we're going to figure that out all together. And I want to get started today. So today I am going to tackle two questions that I've gotten for readers that I think are actually more, um, they have something more in common than we may see at their surface. One is about being single in your late 30s. And one is about um, that viral millennial burnout article. So 
we'll get to it. But first, I want to let you know, if you have questions that you want me to answer, go ahead and you can email me at kathdandrews at gmail.com. Or you can go to tinyletter.com slash candrews. That's where my newsletter subscription link lives. And there's also a link there to an anonymous form where you can submit your questions. And if you're watching this on Facebook, you can just go ahead and put the questions um, in the thread below. So let's go ahead and let's get to it. Don't know why I did a little dance there, but I'm excited about these questions. And I really want to thank the readers for writing in because it's hard to sort of ask a stranger some of these really personal and intimate questions um, about difficult things that you're struggling with. So here's the question. Listener writes, this is a personal question that I'm struggling with at the moment. So I'm not sure that it's relevant to all of your audience or if it's something you'd have experience or interest in speaking to. And to be honest, I try so hard not to dwell on it and remember that there are so many other important parts of my life. But being single and nearly 38 feels really hard right now. You always have a wonderful balance of perspective and strategy in your newsletters. So I'd love to hear your thoughts, be it feeling better with the status quo or working out ways to change it. Okay, so yeah, I'm super interested in this question. And I think the audience of the Sunday Soother is too. And I have a lot of experience on this front. And I feel you really, really hard. And I think... um, the overall question is super relevant because, you know, on its surface, it is about dating. Um, but it's also about identity and loneliness and figuring out who you are and how you fit into the society. Um, and that's something I see everybody struggle with and a, lo- a lot of people who read the Sunday see there. And so I also just turned 39 and I'm in a new relationship, but I have spent like super long spells of being single and really struggled with the same issue. Um, and so if it's useful, there's a little, here's a little bit of background on my dating life. I was in a long-term relationship in my twenties that ended when I was about 27 and dated some a little bit afterwards. And then I got engaged at 30, um, to a guy I've been dating for like six months. And I guess that works out for some people, but it did not work out for us. And we broke up a couple of years later. And then, um, so I was like 33 at that point and basically had had a couple more relationships and dated plenty, but you know, um, nothing that ended up being super long-term. And in there, there were like tons of existentially dry spells too. And like, it was really hard. I would say for long chunks of my thirties dating and getting into a relationship was like literally all I thought about. Like it was like a compulsive thinking disease. Um, I actually remember when that breakup, when I was about 27 happened, I was like, okay, I've got to get back on track here. It's going to take me like a year to get over this breakup a year to meet somebody and start dating them. And then a year later we can get married. And so I'm going to be married by 30. And so everything's going to be fine. (laughs) And so, you know, It's kind of messed up to think that, of course, marriage is going to be the answer to make everything fine. But um, that's sort of where my brain was. And so then, of course, I found myself at 38 and single. And I was looking back like, lol, 27-year-old Catherine, the next decade is going to fuck you up hard. But um, it did start getting easier at some point. And I would say somewhere in the past three years, I started realizing that I might not ever get married or even meet, you know, a serious relationship, long-term person contender. And I finally started being okay with that. And I can't say exactly how or why that was, but I, I do have, you know, some thoughts. So let me go ahead and share some of those. Um, 
And so I'm going to talk a little bit about some sort of general ideas and approaches here. And then I am going to go into specific resources that I think could be helpful. A couple of books and tactics that um, are not necessarily specifically about dating, but I think might get you a little more sorted on this front. Um, So the biggest concept I sort of want to talk about first in being single and um, uh, especially later in your 30s or 40s at a time, you know, when people are like, oh my God, it's so crazy that you're still single. And I'm like, ugh, go in a hole and die. Um, But the concept I think that can help us move past feeling shame around that is um, the concept of identity. And we don't spend a lot of time truly learning our own unique identities and purposes in the world. And I would say I didn't really realize this until a few years ago, which is coincidentally around the same time I started developing truly, I mean, to me, I guess kind of late in life, but I think this doesn't happen for people sometimes ever, truly developing my own identity and feeling comfortable with who I was. And I think, um, in fact, for a lot of us, of course, depending on a lot of factors like race and um, socioeconomic status and um, your sexuality and a lot more, um, it's different, of course, for everybody. So I can only speak from my experience as uh, a white straight woman um, who is financially stable and was raised in a financially stable family. But the biggest narrative of my life that I was given is the one of driving towards a romantic partnership. Um, And that was it. Like, that was the only story told in the media, the only story told in, you know, my circles. And you just don't see the lives of others depicted in many other places. And there are a lot of long-term single people out there. Um, There are a lot of people who are dealing with this very same issue, but, you know, the stories are not told or featured as prominently. And if they are, it's really only in, like, they were single for a long time and then, like, they found the love of their life and got married. Um... So this main narrative is told to us constantly and it is sort of, you know, you're told this is a driving purpose in your life to find a partner, right? And so that's, that's identity, you know, like you're not okay on your own. You need to find this other person and you need to, as soon as you can, like reasonably can become um, the identity of a partnered person, you know, a spouse or a long-term partner, a wife, a husband. Um, So you've got that going on. Then meantime, we're not given really any other opportunities to explore our actual core identity and purpose um, outside of partnership. You know, we're shunted straight onto the path of college, you know, dating around in your 20s, get married, have some babies, and you die. And we come to believe that this is really the only path that is available to us out there. Um, I can't posit, you know, exactly why we're shunted into that path. There's a ton of factors and probably like the main issues are patriarchy and capitalism because they're at fault, like they're to blame for almost everything. (laughs) But um, they are, you know, that is a particular issue in terms of the fact that we are not given a chance to explore other core identities that might resonate with us more specifically. Um, And so as I started sort of thinking about this concept of identity and how society, um, uh, I guess, like, Western American, you know, society that I'm coming from um, in Washington, D.C. and in my circles. Um, I became super invested a few years ago in the concept of a podcast, and I was going to call it The Modern Single. And I even had a tagline. It was called The Modern Single, Practical Tips for a Life Lived Solo. 
It's pretty cool. It was a good idea. I thought it was a really good idea. And I was going to talk about all the way singles sort of had to squish their lives into the margins of a society built on the concept of coupledom. You know, I was going to talk about traveling as a solo, as a single person, finances, interviews with other long-term single people. It wasn't going to be about dating. It was going to be about living as a single person and the way you sort of have to do that in the margins of society in a lot of cases. Then, this is around November of 2016, And Donald Trump's election happened. And I was like, oh my God, this does not matter right now. And also my creative spirit has been killed. So I tabled that idea and never really came back to it. Um, So that's really sort of some of my history and thoughts on it and sort of the general concept that I think is important. That is the concept of identity and why being single and in your 30s or 40s or other times of your life can be very difficult is because you believe you're you're out of step with the core main identity that society has provided us. Um, so it's a completely valid. I mean, it's a very isolating experience and it is hard. And I really appreciate your struggles with this. And I think um, I think you should feel very valid in your feelings that you're having around this. Um, and there's also really a double layer here. You're supposed to be married by our age. But if you're not, you're supposed to like also be super cool with that fact and living your best life, but also like dating a lot and like really trying to find this thing that's going on. Um, you know, so, it, you know, are your standards too high? Like, have you tried this approach? Have you tried this app? Like people are always trying to fix you, right? And so you are told that your identity as a single person is is wrong and broken. Um, and you can really buy into that. So, you know, partnership is an identity and all society is telling us that we must be in that partnership. And, you know, you get so many rewards when you do get into it. Um, But you're not able to identify as partnered right now. And likely you haven't, you know, maybe been given a lot of other tools for developing other significant, meaningful identities in your life. Um, So you might feel really isolated, alone, maybe a little purposeless, um... And so I think what we can do here right now, some work that we can do together that I think will help, and I can't guarantee that it will, but I think it's a good place to start, is really to work again on developing and discovering what you believe to be your true internal identity and essence. And when you begin work on finding and articulating that, I I do truly believe that being single will feel less alienating. Um, It'll still be hard because that's the society we live in. But when you find that purpose and identity, you are going to feel more secure in who you really are. Um, Again, we are in a society that fetishizes coupledom. So it won't be the end-all be-all, like the total solution to everything. But I think it'll make you feel happier and more settled. So, you know, it sounds nice, easier said than done, but how do you discover discover your true identity, meaning, purpose on this planet? You know, those are some pretty big questions, and it's not like you can just, you know, read a book and figure it all out. Um, I think probably this is something that you're already in touch with. You sound like a really thoughtful, reflective, self-aware sort of person who is um, thought a lot about this and has a lot of other great things going on in your life. Um So what I can offer you are some steps on how to be a little bit more secure in who you are as a person and how to release some of the shame that you might be feeling around being single. Um, I would say step number one is working on self-compassion. Being tender with yourself is a core step towards discovering and stepping into your true identity. Um, You know, it really means 
the ability to treat oneself kindly in the face of failure, rejection, defeat. It is a critical life skill for everybody in life, but especially if you're feeling a little bit alone, a little bit ashamed, a little bit not measuring up to other people's what you know the identity they think you should be in. So a great way to develop self-compassion is to explore um, loving kindness meditations. Those are meditations where you spend time um, directing love to yourself and to others in the universe, even people you know that you might not feel so loving towards. Don't worry, no, <laughs> no, none of those meditations is going to make you direct love towards Donald Trump. That was always like I was like, do I have to? If I do a loving kindness meditation, like, do I have to? Like, are they going to make me do it towards Trump? No, but um, you know, it's practicing that generosity and tenderness of spirit towards yourself and others, and just being really gentle with yourself. Um, so I'd just Google around for some loving kindness meditations. You can also try um, and download Insight Timer, which is a great meditation app, and they have lots of loving kindness meditations on there. So that's one approach for some compassion and releasing of shame. Another resource I think is great is um, I've been talking a lot about this book on my Instagram, and it is a book that is called Soul Without Shame. And it looks like, it looks like, honestly, like a self-help book that you like found in a box in an alley that somebody had discarded. But I actually think it's really good. Um, and I think it could be a good read for you right now as you work to let go of any shame you're holding on to your identity as you see it as a single person. The author gives strategies and um, for dealing with your inner critic and shame generally, and how to move past that and um, get rid of that cruel interior voice that's pointing out all the things that you think you're, you're doing wrong and how you're not measuring up to everybody else. Okay, so then in terms of literal dating strategies, I mean, I'm no like dating guru for sure. Um, and I'm not sure what dating strategies you might have already taken. But um, I do have like a little bit of advice that I hope could be helpful. Um, this sounds kind of creepy, like, I have set like an alert on, I had in the past set an alert on my dating apps for like these kind of people. But I think widowed and divorced dads are actually a really great dating pool. Um, they're, you know, obviously they've got a lot of stuff going on in their life, but they're men who have stepped up to the plate really and stepped up to life's struggles and responsibilities. You know, oftentimes they're looking to get back into a long-term relationship. Um, men who are in therapy, it's like, a plus. Like those are men who are willing to be reflective and communicate and are interested in becoming um, better versions of themselves and, and really working on that with another person too. And some other resources um, for dating specifically. You've probably heard of the excellent podcast Forever 35. They have um, a Facebook subgroup for women dating, and it's really great and compassionate. And everybody sort of shares their tales and woes of what they're going through and some strategies and advice. And this guy's also sort of incredibly cheesy and like there's something that's like just a little bit creepy and psycho killer about him, but um, this is, you know, whatever. It's a dating coach. His name is Matthew Hussey and he's got some good resources if you can get past sort of the cheese and like the idea that you're listening to a dating coach. Um, and I would check out his concept of the investment lever. That's something that had particularly resonated with me. And um, one last resource, I haven't read this book myself, but if you're looking to understand more about yourself and the way you date and relate in romantic relationships, a lot of people have recommended to me a book that's called Attached, The New Science of Adult Attachment and How It Can Help You Find and Keep Love. So that might be worth checking out. 
Okay, so good luck out there. Please write back. Let me know if you found any of this useful or want to talk more. And listeners, if you have thoughts on this front, please call and leave a voicemail at 202-525-6558 or email me at kathdandrews at gmail.com. I'm sure you've got a lot of perspective on dating and identity and all that sort of stuff out there that could really help this listener and other people who are struggling with this. Okay, moving on. I wanted to talk about millennial burnout. I wrote last week um, or a couple of weeks ago now in my newsletter about a spiritual approach to that viral millennial burnout article. And it clearly really hit the chord with everybody because I got a ton of responses on it. I wanted to focus briefly on one um, particularly, I thought, eloquent response from a reader and a little bit about what she she really gets to in her core um, approach here. And she writes, thank you so, so much for this week's newsletter. This passage in particular sparked a realization in me. And then these are my words. If you have no purpose or meaning in your life, yeah, your entire existence and all the even basically necessary and mundane tasks associated with it are going to seem like they are your life. And that realization will eventually short circuit you. Back to the reader. She says, for a while, I've been wondering if my chronic work stress isn't somehow related to the fact that my job is my biggest commitment in my life. And this is such an important point that the reader brings up. So many of us define ourselves, our worth, our purpose by um, whatever job it is we hold. And actually going back to the previous question by if we're in a romantic relationship or not. So I wanted to offer brief advice on this front. Again, it is identity related. Ask yourself the question, who am I without the doing? uh, There's this woman, Jocelyn Glay, and she's a writer and podcaster I really admire. And she brought that question to my attention. Who are you without the doing? Who am I without the doing? It's like a great question to let roll around in your head. And when I first heard it, I like short circuited. (laughs) I was like... I'm not anything without the doing. I'm a person who does, does, does. I'm a person who strives and is successful and works hard and achieves. I don't really like get the question and sort of, you know, I was like not even able to sort of understand that concept. But the more I thought about it, the more I was like, okay, this is really worth thinking about. And especially in this part where she writes, productivity has become a core part of our identity. But who are you when you're not in pursuit of success? achievement and happiness. It's worth thinking about for all of us, whether we are happy in our jobs, whether we're in relationships, no matter who you are, you know, who are you without the doing? So I wanted to leave you all with some homework suggestions for the week. Write down by hand, please, 10 things that you are that are not related to your job or your relationship if you're in one. They could be adjectives or nouns. You know, for example, my list might include compassionate, DC resident, writer, aunt, you know, and you can go on and on. Don't hold yourself back too much, but really try not to tie those words back to your romantic status or to your job. So write that list and see what you come up with. Then share it with me, please. And everybody else, email me your responses at kathdeandrews at gmail.com or leave a voicemail of the 10 um, items that you are without the doing at 
525-6558 and I will share them on the next Sunday Soother Advice Cast or in the newsletter. And with that, I'm signing off for today. Thank you so much for joining me on the first episode of the Sunday Soother Advice Cast. This is a, me- a mini weekly podcast that gives advice to folks looking to live their lives with more intention, spirit, and meaning. You can find my newsletter at tinyletter.com slash candrews. You can submit questions at that link as well. You can find me at Twitter at candrews and on Instagram at Katherine Andrews. Thanks so much for joining me and thanks for writing in and I will see you next week. Take care.